Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. And welcome back to Rugged Theology. I am Adam Diamond, and I do apologize. It's been about a month, I think, since I put an episode up. Um, it's been pretty busy here at the office, but also I thought I lost one of the episodes I recorded that was really good. And lo and behold, I found it today, but I spent a good two weeks just trying to find this file, and I couldn't. Um, and uh, John was here, so I got John Lewis with me. Hey, John. Hey, good to see you again. And John was here with me. <laughs> I seen the card, and I was just like, no. And because I had checked two memory cards, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> and John was like, yeah, check it, man, see. And I was like, all right. So I checked it, and I, uh, I texted guest, and I was like, dude, <laughs> I found it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, things have been busy, actually, because we are getting ready for our Engage conference, and uh, I think we should be pretty excited. Are you excited, John? Oh, yeah. Or are you uh, The last one was great from last year. I, was, it was, I only got to see half of last year's because I left to go to Labrador. You did, yeah. You bailed on this. Yeah, I did that Saturday morning. So. <laughs> Which is actually a pretty good segue. So we're going to talk to John today about his time in Labrador. So for any of you listening, um, John is going to be, or he is our church planter, or replanter um, for Happy Valley Goose Bay, Northern Cross Community Church, NCCCC. Is it three or three four C's? C's. Three yeah. C's. Yeah. Three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's been up there a number of times. So you guys are going to hear um, John give a bit of perspective and insight, because obviously not all of us get the opportunity to travel to Happy Valley Goose Bay and see that on the ground. But now you can hear for John, and I pray that this gives you a way actually for you to pray for John um, and the people up there at Happy Valley Goose Bay. So, John, why don't you just take some time and tell us about what it's been like over the last year base almost or a year and a bit yeah almost a year and a half now yeah uh so tell us what that process has been like for you getting to know the town and the people up there it's been very interesting um especially for me to um to learn the different ins and outs of that community because that community has changed a lot in the last several decades as you know, or, or you may not know, that Goose Bay was a large military base. Um, I believe they started building it back in the 40s. And in 1976, it was sold back to the Canadians. Um, it became kind of a NATO base for a while. And now it's, it's pretty much drawn down now. But uh, there's still some military activity. And it's a civilian airport as well. But um, the changing face of that base really changed the face of the community as well. Uh, where you used to have a lot of Americans, um, a lot of military presence there. Now it's mostly civilian. Uh, you have a lot of workers there from the uh, the hydroelectric projects um, who fly in and out all the time. And there's also a, a mine that's uh, kind of relatively uh, close by a lot of workers will go to. Um, so you have this big change in the demographics there. There's also a significant Filipino um, community there now. Um, and they're also seeing uh, refugees and immigrants uh, come in there. Um, some are studying with the medical programs um, to be doctors and nurses. Uh, some of them stay there for just a few months. Other ones stay for several years. Uh, but it's brought a very different face to that community. Mm. And for me, growing up in Biloxi, we had that same phenomenon. We were on what they called the I-10 corridor, 
which is right there along the Gulf of Mexico. We had a large military base, lots of military families from all over the U.S., uh, but you also had a lot of immigrants that came up from Mexico and Central America, as well as come over from the east side, from the Caribbean and uh, Jamaica, uh, Puerto Rico, those things, even from Cuba. You'd see them come through the area. So you had a vast melting pot, and, and I see a lot of that, the same similar traits there in Goose Bay. So in some ways, does it kind of feel like home? In a way, yes, it can be. It's, uh, it's very much a small town, though. It has that small town feel. Yeah, it's just about uh, 9,000 people. Like yeah, nobody's in a hurry there. Every, everything's slow going. It's a rural kind of country town, if you will. Just How many traffic lights do you have? Just one. One working traffic light. Is it one? Mm-hmm. One working one. Are there others that are broke? <laughs> well, they had another one uh, in the middle part of Happy Valley, and the people weren't very happy with it, so they turned it into flashing mode. And made it a four-way stop. Well, now they've completely just taken it away and just oh, stopped signs there. Was that the one by the gas station? No, yeah, that, right there by the Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah, we don't like that. Okay, that's yeah. gone. The only traffic light is the one right outside the uh, the main gate there. Okay. Like that little T intersection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn yeah. to go into the base of the airport. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I shared this on an earlier podcast, but in case you're listening, I did get to go on a trip to um, Labrador last May, so almost a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and got to see Happy Valley Goose Bay, the church, meet some people up there, and I will just say it here, the sand. Like, I can't, I still can't get over <laughs> the sand. And they were from different land. Like, some of the guys here don't understand, like... John, I'm sure you can at least somewhat appreciate it. Like, there's rocks here everywhere. Yeah, yes, this is a big rock. <laughs> it, it, it is, right? And so growing up, you, you got a ditch, you got a body of water, whatever. You just, you can pick up a rock and you just, that's just what you do. You throw yeah, rocks into yeah. things. There's no rocks there to throw. Mm. Like, we all went to the yeah. back of Robert Forsey's house, and that's uh, one of the elders at Northern Cross Community Church, uh, a doctor in the community who John stays with. Mm. Very well-respected, great man. Um, but he, uh, he's, his, the valley is behind his house and I was just walking along and I couldn't find anything to throw into the valley. Like out of habit, I was yeah. just like, I, and no one else seems to get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like here in Newfoundland, uh, most of the beaches here are just rocks, smooth rocks. Yeah. We got a few sandy, but most, yeah. for the most part, our beach here is just rocks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you go out the middle cove or, or even down there in Bay Bulls, it's, um, it's like walking on just smooth gravel. Yeah, you know, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up there you have a lot, a lot of brown sand. And one of the guys was telling me on, on this last trip that the topsoil, like if you order topsoil, mm-hmm. it's basically a, like a form of peat that's mixed with the sand. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would imagine it'd be because they even have like a, a Grenfell, um, like Mon Grenfell's place there studying how to grow. Mm. plants up there robert was showing us that yeah and i would imagine the soil would be very interesting because it's all it's like basically you're, you're built on that uh sediment the the riverbed mm-hmm. right where it all builds up um but yeah so what's it been like for you meeting the people in the area getting to know them i mean what kind of transition have you seen in regards to the first time you went up to now like how many how many trips have you made all together do you know this past trip was my fifth one okay so yeah. in five trips what has changed in your relationships with the people i think the folks there now are are getting more used to me they're they're coming to know who who i am and um to get to know my personality obviously they know i'm not from there 
But then again, a lot of people are not from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most are Canadians, um, but you do get folks from Alberta and Saskatchewan and, and Ontario come up there to to work with the hydro projects. Um, so everybody just kind of assumes, you know, oh, you're just from a different part of Canada. You're from somewhere, yeah. 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 So, uh, but it's been great. I mean, um, and the more I'm there, of course, the more people I know and 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 get to see on a repeated basis. Like I say, it's not a very big town. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it is kind of difficult in the winter time to really get out and meet folks because of the, ex, you know, the extreme cold or weather. Most people are inside. So you really have to meet them either indoors or, or meet them uh, somewhere that's a little more friendly, <laughs> you know, than the, than the, of course you don't have the wind up there like you do in Newfoundland. So it's, it's not too bad. Um, but there is a real spirit of encouragement there. Um, people do recognize the fact that something's going on with Northern Cross Community Church. They have kind of this, um, this just this air of excitement there, like, hooray, this little church isn't going to close. It's mm-hmm. going to come back. Hopefully it's going to be a, 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 good, a good comeback this time. Uh, because they did go in, in previous years, three years without a pastor, and I think that was very detrimental on the congregation. And it didn't really rebound from that. Things just kind of continued to kind of deteriorate. Um, uh, different issues at, at play there. But I, I really am encouraged every time I go back to, to the warm reception people give me. So what were people uh, skeptical, like when you first came out there? Like, oh, how long is this guy going to be here? Or did they think you... You were the right person for the job, maybe? Like, yeah, it's um, it was a mixed bag. Like, people are kind of like, well, who is this fellow? And, and you know, what kind of experience does he have? And then when they learned that, well, yeah, I'm pretty, fairly new at ministry, <laughs> that yeah. probably kind of put a damper on their excitement. Um, but over, over the months, uh, when I would make the repeated trips there and, and do more Sunday services with them, I think they that kind of... Um, discouragement kind of waned and mm-hmm. they were more encouraged because they were like, Oh, this guy's, you know, this mile mission, it's for real. This is a, a good, a good organization. Mm-hmm. And this guy seems pretty well grounded. And I haven't really received any negative feedback from any type of the sermons or anything. Um, I do look for help with the music because I'm not much of a, a, a worship song selector <laughs> myself so <laughs> so if you're out there and you're feeling called to newfoundland labrador and you're musical yeah talk to john and pray about and isolate that. area now no happy valley Gate, goose bay isn't super isolated but mm-hmm. it is definitely isolating yes i mean we kind of take for granted the idea down on the island that you know in labrador at least you can drive into the rest of the canada mm-hmm. but yeah i mean lab city itself is seven hours away <laughs> yeah it's it's a good drive to get there uh just to get anywhere like the uh, the labrador highway you know only goes on the lower part mm-hmm. of labrador everything else is is either by plane by ferry in the in the warmer months or by snowmobile and the distances are quite substantial it's not no, nothing is close um i had a lady reach out to me and and she said a friend of hers lived nearby and maybe i could like go visit her or something. Hmm. Come to find out, her friend lived in Postville. Okay, it's like well, that's uh, that's not exactly like an afternoon drive. There's no road up there to begin with, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, Can I like a bush bush pilot or whatever yeah, uh, flying yeah. in there. Right? I think it probably Postville is probably a good forty five minutes by by air. I think to get yes, there. Yes, boy. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good ways. Um, 
I think the closest community is Rigolette outside of like the little goose yeah and that, that ferry takes a while too because that ferry goes all the way up along the coast doesn't yeah, it? yeah yeah it takes a while to get there by by that ferry but but yeah it's it's been great you know um the only you know overcoming the skepticism the initial part i think that's all pretty much done and over with mm-hmm. people know what to expect they they've met steve bray the director of mile one mission twice now and uh he actually I believe he preached back there in the summer of 2021. So they got a little taste of, of, of his preaching in person. And they and when I'm not there, they're watching the Calvary Baptist uh, service online through Facebook. Um, and they put it on the projector on the screen so they can all kind of watch together. Um, so it's been encouraging. Um, and also, you know, one of the, the frustrations, I, I guess I could say, in going back and forth is uh, trying to do the, the, the replant at a distance, mm. you know. And, and I try to keep everyone encouraged because I'll hear comments like, when are you coming here? We want you here. We want this to be a every Sunday thing, not, you know, every few months you come in for a few weeks and leave. Yeah, yeah. So, and I get that frustration. And, and um, I am anxious to get there and, and help get things started. I mean, I'm not anxious to leave Newfoundland. I love St. John's. I love the people here and in the, in the, the area. It's so beautiful here out on the island. Um, but it's not about me and what I want. This is about the church uh, using this opportunity to the best of my abilities to, to help, you know, like, Lord, please use me to grow your church in this area. It's, it's very much needed there. Um, so it's... Uh, to me, it's been a very a big blessing in my life. Yeah, I I, I get that completely. I struggled a lot um, when we first moved downtown. I can remember having conversations with uh, Steve and some of the guys here, and just being like, hmm. "If we get, if we go with this house that we we're gonna you know we're saying we're gonna rent when we we sign the lease, and we're like hmm. we're gonna have to downsize a lot." But even before that, <laughs> I mean, like downsize a lot. Um, hmm. But uh, even before that, I can remember wrestling with the fact that I'm, I'm probably not going to have a driveway. Yeah. Right? You know, yes. street, on-street parking, which <laughs> is like, okay, okay. I mean, it would be nice to have a driveway to put one vehicle off the road. Um, but then I was like, well, I'd like to have a yard. And then, but then you're struggling. Like, you're going to God, and then you have this closed fist. And be like, no, God, like, I'm not giving this to you. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine. Like, am I willing to say the yard is going to keep me between, you know, starting in this church and seeing souls come to, like, is a yard more important to me than seeing souls saved? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, same thing for you, John, I guess, like is staying here in St. John's more important than seeing souls in happy Valley goose Bay saved. And, yeah, and exactly. It's hard to wrestle with. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like if, if, you know, like I said, easily, if I had a choice, I say, you want to go there, you want to stay here? I'd, oh, I'll stay here. This is, if, this if, is yeah. a great place, yeah. you know? But, <laughs> well, but, you were asking your assessment, you said, right? They're like, mm-hmm. where do you want to live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was honest. I said, oh, I want to live in St. John's, but uh, it's not about me. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to make that, be humble and kind of make that sacrifice. And, and by no stretch of the imagination, it's not a horrible place. It's a very beautiful place. Um, if you love nature it really is, yeah. and love the outdoors, you, that's a little slice of heaven up there, especially if you like fishing. 
um, hunting as well. And even I can survive there. There's a Dairy Queen there. Mm -hmm. There's Jungle Gyms there. And Mary Brown's. Yeah, there's yeah. Mary Brown's. So, yeah, I mean, I can, if yeah. I can survive by, it's like any of any <laughs> you can survive. Like, yeah, Subway up there, you know. There you go. Yeah, you got your fast food fix and pizza joints, you know. Right. Um, it, we're it, hoping the Filipinos open more restaurants, too. Cause, ooh, so that would be good. Yeah, their food is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast quickly turns into about yeah. food. And it all kind of plays into no. like the interaction with the community, you know? No it's trouble like, tell. It's like 12 o'clock here now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. restaurants. <laughs> Lunch time. Uh, so what, <laughs> what, other, uh, what other frustrations have you had, John? Like not being there. Is there anything else you've been frustrated with? Just um, whether it's on the ground up there or... Yeah, one, is there anything you can One across? of the, I mean, it is, uh, this is kind of more of a personal frustration <clears throat> in that being so far away from the rest of the mile one team. Um, I mean, this is the age of, you know, rapid communication and we can just flip on the um, FaceTime or whatever and, and communicate very easily. But when you're not in person along with the team, um, you do feel it at a distance. Mm. And I mean, being part of this team for the last two years has been just an absolute blessing. Like I said, I am new into ministry. Um, so, you know, I needed, I needed to have that, that internship and be mentored and, and to grow long before I could ever take on a, a, you know, a church planting endeavor like this. But, uh, but, you know, we'll make it work. Um, and, we're, we are in the process of recruiting either another intern or a pastor and his family to come up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be a, a huge blessing, not only to me, but to the congregation as well. I think that'll really, really help out when it comes to forming another women's ministry and children's ministry within the church there. And, and possibly even as the church grows to look ahead uh, for expansion. You know, the, the building was designed to be expanded upon uh, and it's got like five acres of land the building sits on, so there is room for growth. Yeah, that, that's that's good. At least there was foresight for that. Oh right? yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You have the space up there. You, you don't necessarily have that, especially where you are downtown. There is no space. Yeah, <laughs> everything's on top of each other. But but there is a downside to that in that y- you will not survive up there without a snowblower. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone feels led to help John purchase a snowblower, <laughs> you can give now at <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, they do get they do get some snow. I mean, but you know, if you're uh, acclimated to wintry climates with you know the the north climate, um, mm-hmm. it's not a bad place. Like I say, they they don't have that wind that a lot of that wind that we get here out on the island. They do have more frigid cold weather. Um, but the communities are, are accustomed to it. You know, everybody winterizes their vehicles. They mm-hmm. have the block heaters and the, you know, the, the antifrost stuff, uh, and their coolant and things like that. So, um, life goes on, even though you have like the, the day after I got there on this past trip, they had a huge, uh, snow dump. It was a pretty good amount, but you know, and I was thinking nobody's going to show up for church. This is, there's, you know, we're out there clearing almost a meter of snow, it seems like, in the driveway, you know, well above your knees, <laughs> shoveling and snow blowing, and it's like, oh, nobody's going to come out. We had the best attendance uh, of all the trips I've been there. Was we that had, when you had the 17? Yeah, we had 17 that That's day. That's crazy. It's like, wow. I mean, despite all the snow, you know, people just, they, they it's just another day for them. And just so people realize, like, you, you've 
held a service before with like two other people. Oh yeah. 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 Back in the summer in August, um, usually July, August is when people are traveling. Um, yeah. During that August trip, uh, the first Sunday there was two of us and then there was three (laughs) and I think there was four. (laughs) I was there for four Sundays. I think the last one there might've been five of us. It was and you're like, like, yes, five people. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, oh man, I get I get spoiled having ten. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then you have a snowstorm and seventeen people show up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um so what has it been like for you to build relationships with the people, both in the church and in the community? It's been good. It's been um it's been easier, I will say, up there than it has been down here. I think that's, and that's not like uh, derogatory towards the people of Newfoundland. I just think it's less of a communal nature up there. Mm. Like where I live, I live in the Goulds, which is just south of St. John's. And you can tell it's a very tight community. Everybody knows everybody. And uh, people are very friendly towards you, but you can't assume that means they're your friend just because, you know, they're being neighborly and uh, polite. Um, You are not going to get into that inner circle, if you will, that kind of community without first kind of establishing trust and letting people know who you are. And even though I've been there two years, it feels like I've just kind of scratched the surface. Um, But in Labrador, especially in in the Happy Valley Goose Bay, like I said, with it being such a melting pot, there you don't have that tight community. Mm everybody's kind of like, yeah, I've only been here this long or I've been here that long, you know? So everybody kind of relates to one another better. And it seems like they're a little bit more open to allow you in their, you know, kind of to be their friend. Yeah. So not as much skepticism, we'll say like, yeah. yeah. Other than maybe like the people in the church, like how long is this going to last or, Mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning. Um, So what's it been like gaining the trust of the people in the church? Like, has that been a process for you? That's been um, that's been fairly good, you know. I mean, a lot of people initially did not know anything about Mile One Mission. I mean, it is a relatively new organization, mm-hmm. um, but they did have uh, confidence in the fact that you know Steve Bray is a Newfoundlander. This is based out of St. John's, and most everybody there either goes to St. John's on a regular basis or has family down here. Um, so that kind of, that kind of brought on some, some bonus points for me, if you will, um, getting to know everyone and allowing everyone the opportunity to know me and, um, outside of the church, uh, it's, you know, obviously when I'm talking to people, they, they know I'm not from Newfoundland or Labrador. Um, but they, they, um, they're curious you know, they're like, what's a fellow like you doing way up here? You know, if you're from, if I tell them Biloxi, they have no idea where that is. But if I tell them Mississippi, they'll say, oh, yeah, I've heard of that place. I don't know where it is. But but uh, it kind of brings in the, the curiosity is kind of the icebreaker to get to talking to people up there. And um, especially like with the Filipino community, mm-hmm. because they're so far away from home. You know, they're, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, I, again, I'm still amazed that someone moved from the Philippines to Labrador. Yeah. It's like you went from the Southern <laughs> hemisphere all the way up here, you know, to the top of the Northern hemisphere. And, and, uh, they're, 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 they're pretty open. They'll mm-hmm. tell you, you know, we like the slow way of life up here. We like raising our families up here. Um, you know, uh, now I have, 
met uh, several people from the indigenous communities. Um, that one is definitely more a tight, you know, community. Yep. You're not just going to waltz in there and make friends overnight. Uh, that you really have to earn trust and make some good friendships that are going to be long term. I've had church uh, representatives and mission groups ask me, you know, when they when they read about what what life is like up there and the broken trust and the church hurt and different things that have gone on, they they in their in their good intentions, they're like, how can we just come up there and help those people? We want to come up there, and it's like, whoa, you got to slow your jets. We got to first establish trust. Yeah, yeah, right. And and you know, right now, I think the best thing we could do is just be an audience and let them tell their story to mm-hmm. us. You know, they they seem to really open up when you are, re- are ready and willing to listen to them. That's what they want. Uh, because there is a lot of hurt in the communities. Um, there is a lot of frustration among their leaders about how to move forward, how to improve things. And the last thing they need are outsiders coming in there trying to fix them or trying to tell them how to fix themselves, mm-hmm. you know? So it's one step at a time. Yeah. That, that'll definitely be a slow process. Just as like, I mean, any type of church planting and replanting really is, mm-hmm. um, especially here. But, uh, so John, what are some ways that anyone listening can pray for you, can pray for NCCC, um, and can pray for Happy Valley Goose Bay? Yeah. Say first and foremost, uh, pray for us at mile one mission, uh, we continue to raise support uh, to fund our mission and fund our endeavors here so that we can bring on new people, new ministers and pastors and gospel workers here and in Labrador. Uh, also pray that we do obtain more interest and uh, have more churches uh, who would like to come up here and see St. John's and see Happy Valley Goose Bay, see the mission field that we're working in. Um, I just, uh, I thank everyone truly, uh, your prayers are the most important things to us. Um, mm-hmm. it's through the power of God that all this is possible what we're doing. And, uh, so if you pray for our mission, pray that he opens more doors of opportunity and the, the doors of support that we can continue going, uh, for, for years and years ahead. All right. Well, thanks, John, for your time. Um, Thank you. For those of you listening, feel free to talk to John. If you're here, too, um, talk to him on Sunday, ask him, and be sure to be praying for him. There's so much potential and need in Happy Valley Goose Bay, and it is a you know hard time where John is back and forth. We do want to get up here, but do it in the right time. Uh, so there's lots of things to be praying for. Also, don't forget about our Engage weekend. Like John said, it was a great time last year. Um, and he's so dedicated to Labrador, he, he missed half of it. Um, <laughs> but you can register register for that now on our website at mile1mission.ca. Uh, if you have any questions, always reach out to us and look forward to hearing, us, hearing from us again next <laughs> time. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.ca.